It's the best of Parent Q Live. Well, hey, Parent Q, what is up? My name is Chris Pachiba, and I'm one of the producers here on the Parent Q podcast. And maybe you've been listening for a couple of weeks, or maybe you just finally tuned in to the best of series. But I'm here guiding you along as we recap some of our best episodes of all time. You know, it's the middle of July, and I don't know about where you're at, but I'm currently in Tennessee, and I just moved here from Seattle, and the humidity here is just mind-boggling to me. It, it's like you can't even breathe. It, it's almost like I took a swim every time I step outside. It's not even fun. So I'm asking you right now, what do you do for fun in the summer heat, in the humidity? I know you can go swimming, but, but what are some other things that you can do? You can tweet Instagram or go to Facebook at ParentQ and let me know um, how do you survive the summer humidity. Okay, that was beside the point. Let's get back on track. Today is one of the best of episodes of ParentQ Live, and this episode is all about how serving changes kids. Dr. Kara Powell, executive director of the Fuller Youth Institute, joins Reggie Joyner and Kristen Ivey to discuss how serving others can help grow kids' character and faith by connecting to a bigger story. You know, what's the number one priority on most parents' lists? Well, making sure that our kids grow up to be upstanding adults with as many fruits of the Spirit as they can get. So sit back and relax in that cool AC outside the humidity as you can learn how to fit service opportunities into the busy rhythms of your family life, how to teach service to younger kids, and what your first steps should be. So without further ado, let's jump into today's best of episode of Parent Q Live with Kara Powell, Reggie Joyner, and Kristen Ivey. So welcome to Parent Q Live. Parent Q Live is a podcast designed to help parents do family better. And I just am privileged today to have a couple of friends here with me to talk about an issue that's very important. Kara Powell is here. Kara is the executive director of the Fuller Youth Institute in California. And then also here with us today is Kristen Ivey. Kristen is our executive director of messaging at Orange. And guys, I want to talk about something really important. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. You bet. Okay, so here's the thing. There's this concept of this idea that's key and critical, in my opinion, to the growth of faith or the growth of character in a kid. And I'm going to throw a word out. And when I throw the word out, I want you to respond to it. Because I think this word is a catalyst for how kids are shaped as they grow up. But now, a lot of people, when I throw the word out, are going to think, oh, that. Because it's an overused word. So here's the word. I want to drum roll. And here it I'm, is. I'm this is big. This is big. This is going to be exciting. This word can change everything about a family and everything about how a kid or teenager grows up. Is and it the, Jesus? No. The word is, <laughs> I better be careful with that because I don't want to get in trouble. But anyway, the word is service. Now, uh, now think about service. this for just a second. When you think about the word service and your kids and your family and spiritual growth and character growth, what, what does that imply to you? Well, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is something really positive. Out of okay. some research that we did at the Fuller Youth Institute, we talked to high school seniors and we asked them, what do you wish you had more of looking back on youth group? And number one, they said, we wish we had time for deep conversation. Number two and three, they wish they had more time to serve and they wish they had more time for mission trips. Interesting. So when I hear the word service, I think about young people who are just willing and eager to be involved in the world around them. 
Cool. Wow, your comments are so much more insightful than mine. My first thought was just, I hope I can get my kids to serve me more. <laughs> you are more selfish than me. Well, so she's that in that preschool sense. elementary phase, yeah. and that's when you've kind of been lulled into believing that you had your kids to help you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping they get old enough to take out the trash and help yeah. me with the piles of laundry. You know, I think that's true. And I think somewhere along the way, as they do chores, as they begin to get engaged in some of those home tasks, you are really helping develop them and shape them into who they need to become one day. Totally. Those are the first steps of service. And and all kidding aside, for parents of preschoolers, parents of young elementary schoolers, when we think about how to help them change the world, it starts with them changing their world, which means their home. So how do we help them learn how to clean up a mess? Learn and, to clean and, up one mess before they make a second mess. And why is this important? I mean, really and truly. I mean, I hear people talk about this and I've got my opinions. A lot of kids, when they learn how to serve, it, it changes them. So how does service and a kid learning how to serve, how does it change them? Oh, that's an interesting question. I do think there's something about service and all seriousness that makes you have to see somebody else Good. and engage in somebody else's story. Mm. So that it requires a level of empathy or a level of uh, looking outside of yourself and your own needs. Okay. Yeah. I would agree with that. What do you think? We're all inherently selfish people. And so, yeah, service causes us to look a little bit less in the mirror and a little bit more through a window and see what is going on in the world around us. I think a second word that comes to mind is not just empathy, but also agency. Interesting. That what I love about service for young people, for children and teenagers, it, is it helps them know I can be an agent in what God is doing in the world around me. I can be an agent of change. Wow. You know, I think that's probably true. And when I think in terms of Kristen, the age of your kids, I know that they learn empathy through um, maybe reading fiction. They put themselves in the shoes of other people. I mean, how does that look in your house as, as kids are growing up? Goodness, I don't know as much about empathy from their perspective in serving, but I definitely see this this thing that Kara's talking about with agency. Um, I will watch them take pride in what they've done. So, you know, if I've asked them to serve somebody by doing, you know, fill in the blank, whatever that is, and they do it themselves uh, even if it's maybe not done perfectly. They feel That's very good. proud of their work. That's good. I know that for, for me, watching my kids grow up, um, there was kind of a defining moment when my oldest daughter was in 11th grade and she was leading a group of fifth grade girls in a small group experience. And we were riding down the road and she's having this interesting conversation with the fifth grader that she's kind of serving and ministering to. And, and she gets off the phone with this fifth grader and she turns around and she says, Dad, all this stuff about God and all this stuff about faith, I think I'm just starting to learn it. Mm. So there really was, in a sense, this breakthrough for her as she began to get involved in somebody else's life and have to experience what she'd always been taught and heard in her own life as she served. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that both Orange and Fuller, we are big fans of the organization Compassion International. That's and right. the Powell family a few months ago, our family had a chance to go to Brazil for a week and see Compassion in Action. And for my husband and me to see our 14 and 12-year-old and 9-year-old to see God use their unique personalities mm -hmm. and gifts was really exciting. So for our 14-year-old, who's a real athlete, the way that he played soccer with other kids, that's how God used him. Mm -hmm. But for our nine-year-old, who's more introverted, God used her. And she had these amazing relationships with this little wow. handful of girls. Couldn't even speak the same language. But, you know, whereas my son, the athlete, like the way that he connected to people was kind of on a larger scale. For Jessica, it was more about that small 
small group of kids. And her love for photography actually was something really bonding. So kids certainly learn a lot about their gifts and talents at school and and in sports and all that. But there's something about service that unlocks even more of who they are and helps them understand even more of their potential. As I listen to you say that, I think that's an element of service that could be fun, too, because it's not giving every kid the exact same task to do, but broadening it, letting them kind of experiment with what's fun for them and how they're wired. And I also think it's more powerful than simply sitting and learning something. You could teach a kid, you know, about somebody else's needs, but when they actually get involved in walking in their shoes and helping them, I think it does something unique in their heart and life. I also feel like when a child or a teenager especially experiences what God does through them, it changes them in a way that no Sunday school lesson or Bible study or anything else can, mm-hmm. because that's something they don't get over and grow out of. And I, and I think that's a huge principle related to this, because I think if we're leaning into parents of all age kids and talking to parents right now who are listening, we would say to these parents, hey, you know, one of the most important things you can do with your kids as they're growing up, especially as they move toward middle school and high school, is to increase the opportunities they have to serve because it does affect their character. Yeah. And my hunch is the people who are listening to this podcast, they're probably nodding along with us. That Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. service is a good thing. It changes kids. It changes the world. It changes me as a parent. But yet it's so hard to do it in the yeah. midst of our families. Maybe we should unpack that a little bit. Yeah, it's really a big, as big a deal as it should be. Why do parents minimize this? Why, why do they tend in their um, pattern of an everyday living, why do they tend not to make this a priority? Well, I think, gosh, I can give lots of reasons why I mm-hmm. myself would you know, tend to not do that. And I think it's partly just because we're busy. Um, There are a certain number of things that have to get done for school. Um, There's pressure maybe to create experiences with sports or other activities to enrich our kids' lives. And just serving doesn't ever quite make the top of that list. Well, Um, especially as a mother of a two-month-old, a four-year-old, and a six-year-old. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you've you're I'm kind gonna of need busy a little serving grace. them, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it's hard. It's it's hard work too. You have to be very proactive. Um, you have to seek it out. Those opportunities don't mm-hmm. always find you. And um, I think there's also sometimes a little bit of a fear. And I'm listening to us talk about all the ways that it changes your kid. And you want to go, how how is it going to change them exactly? And there's a level at which I feel very out of control. Mm-hmm. in a serving yeah. situation. I, I, I'm thinking as you're talking, Kristen, about a, a feeling I had last week. A friend of mine recommended this book to me on race and privilege. And and as he showed it to me, half of me thought, oh, I really want to read that book. But then the other half of me thought, oh, wait, if I read that book, I might feel like I have to change. And I kind of <laughs> like the comfortable life that I have. So I know for me as a, as a parent, as much as I want my kids to be radical, there's a cost to me and maybe even my picture of what family is for my That's kids to be radical and our family to be radical. So so I, I think a lot of it is my own fear of how serving is going to stretch me and our family beyond where we're comfortable. And contrary to that for just a second, I think even though there's fear and even though there's a risk involved, I texted a while ago David Kinneman, who's our mutual friend who works with Barna Research, because I remembered something he wrote in the book, You Lost Me where he talked about six reasons why kids are disillusioned with the church and why they walk away from the church. And one of the top reasons was that the kids who are growing up in our churches today and many of our Christian families today feel, and this was the phrase he used, 
overprotected. Mm. They feel overprotected. And there's something about life. There's something about the fullness of life, the adventure of life, that sometimes we push them into a corner and isolate and insulate them so they miss out on. Mm. And I think it's inherent to who we are to take risks to be involved with other people. I'm sure that that's true, not only of the church, but also of our families, when our kids can sense that we aren't letting them take enough risks Mm -hmm. at home. Um, But I think the thing that helps us overcome that kind of fear is that core belief of what service can do in their life. Sure. And what helps me as a mom be willing to take that risk is seeing all the advantage to service, not just service as this abstract concept, but service that our family does together as a family Mm -hmm. unit. And this has been a big aha for my husband and Mm -hmm. me is a handful of years ago, we were exposed to the research of Diana Garland out of Baylor, who talks plenty about how service is a good thing in general. But she talks about the special generative power that happens when families serve together. That's good. Underline the word together. And I think so many times we as parents, we see our kids, uh, say, serving maybe through church or maybe Mm -hmm. through Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, or maybe they even have a service requirement at school. And we think, great, we can check that off the list because they're getting at least some service. But when families actually experience that service, that justice work together, they process it beforehand, they process it afterwards, they have all those shared memories. That has helped Dave and me prioritize service a little bit more in the midst of our family rhythms, just seeing the power of us doing it, all five of us in the same room, in the same place, at the same time. So as a parent listening to this podcast, we we hope you really genuinely believe that um, when your kids learn to serve and learn to make others a priority, it will change how they see the world. It will change how they see themselves. It will change how they see you as parents. It will change the way you as parents see them. And it changes so many aspects of who they are. And and I just feel like, again, that if we don't push this somehow in an, in an intentional way into the pattern of our life as a family, that ultimately we, we can raise kids who tend to lean toward the materialistic, self-consuming mindset. There's something in that, what you're saying, Reggie, that takes us back to empathy and what it means to engage in somebody else's story. And I That's think good. that that challenges a kid, um, a teenager growing up, when they can see their own potential um, and how that's connected to living really a bigger story. That's good. Now, let me ask a question. If this is all important and it should be a priority, how do we do this? I mean, give, give, me, give me some practical tips for the average parent who's listening to this, whether they're a parent of a preschooler or, or a child or teenager, because it would look different in different phases. And we know this when we've gone through the Just a Phase project. What, what, would, what would it look like in some of these phases to make service a priority? Well, it probably means that you should go on a service opportunity every Friday <laughs> and Saturday and maybe Sunday and, and at least three times a year, maybe go abroad. Totally. That's so what this, our family does. It's just does. a daily priority. Right. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's helpful, especially for those of us who, and you you mentioned this earlier, that when you first started into this, you had this goal. Yeah. And right. it so became unrealistic. 2011, as, as Dave and I were setting goals for our family, we thought, gosh, it would be great if our family served together once a month. So we, we had this as our goal. Yes, we want to serve together once a month. Well, by the end of the year, we had served together a grand total of two times. Wow. And wow. I know, such a failure. I know, we really stink. <laughs> um, but what, what that taught us is, is we had this goal, but we didn't have a good rhythm to help it actually, this goal become reality. 
reality. So we actually have the same goal now for 2015, that our family wants to have some kind of encounter with service every month. But one of the ways that we're, we're actually achieving that goal is once a month, we have just a rice and beans dinner. And that is our time where we talk about missionaries we know, countries around the world, et cetera. And so that helps us have that service component. And then we're also looking for ways to serve outside of the home. We went to Brazil. We've done some service with folks who are homeless through our church. But at least having that monthly rice and beans dinner helps that be woven in the fabric of our family. Your kids are old enough so that they they can at least carry some level of responsibility. If we move down into the younger years, I know it would look different, but it's still important to begin to introduce this idea that other people matter and we need to serve each other. Right. I mean, right now I just talked to my kids about being a helper, you know, can you be a big helper and do this for your sister right now? Can you be a big helper and do this um, for me in this moment? So how does the the two-month-old respond to that? (laughs) We're all helping her around the Ivy House right now. Well, and I think as they grow up, and this would be kind of where I think we would want to land ultimately is... There is this shift that happens mentally and emotionally when they see other people and they serve. I think there's almost a maturity in service that's kind of the goal that I hope every parent could get their kind of head and heart around. And it's this idea that one day they will see service not as simply something they're doing to help other people, but they would see service as something that gives them an opportunity to learn about other people. There was a speaker who came into our conference a few years ago, and he talked about the idea of mutual fascination. And that something happens in teenagers who are going into communities and doing, you know, the mission experiences for churches. Something happens unique when those students start seeing the other people in those communities, not as simply people they're helping, but as people they're learning from. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And and as you're talking, my first thought is, oh, I've made so many mistakes with language mm. in my time with teenagers in the past, both my own as well as at our church, where I talk about, you know, we want to take the gospel to this place. <laughs> or, it, the reality is Jesus is already at work in, in all sorts of ways, in all sorts of places that we might be aware of. So we're going to listen, to learn, to partner with what the Spirit is already doing in these contexts. So, so okay, back to practical for just a second. What, what is a first step parents can take who are listening to this? For that family who wants to serve and doesn't know exactly how or when to do it, I think a great resource is your local congregation. Mm. So go on your church's website, look at your church's bulletin. What's an upcoming opportunity for service? And it might even be a, a service opportunity, say, for women's ministry, men's ministry. But maybe you can call your church and say, hey, can our whole family come to this? We don't have to reinvent the wheel as families. We can piggyback on what our churches are all already doing to enrich our family with service experience. So, so as a parent, you know, if you're listening to this, we hope this has encouraged you to make serving a priority. Look for one opportunity, look for a, a door that you can open up to push your family through so that you can kind of get involved in serving. And I think along the way, I think you'll see your kids transition and change into kids who recognize that they have a responsibility to not just think about themselves, Thanks so much for listening to Parent Q Live, and we hope this will be a tip to help you do family better. 